Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we're joined now by Jana van Dieffenter, Head of Real-Time Research at ETM Analytics. Morning, Jana. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. And a very happy Friday to all. Well, and to you, and of course, the uh, price of Brent crude oil, not too shabby this morning. Nice to see it below $52. Yes, indeed, Sakina. So we've seen uh, oil markets have been hovering um, around these levels uh, for the past couple of weeks now. Um, initially, it found some support on the back of indications that um, OPEC members are complying to the oil supply quotas. But still, um, you know, if we consider the, the balance of risks for oil, we don't see scope for the price to um, rise significantly further off current levels. We still have, if we look at, at production in the U.S., um, you know, the shale producers there, it's very easy for them to, to um, come online with new supplies. So as soon as the price reaches an, a, a more attractive level, we, we typically see that the red counts pick up. Um, which means that there's an increase in supply coming from the U.S., and then that in turn um, exerts a bit of a drag on the price once more. So, um, you know, we've got oil trading just above the $50, $50 a barrel level, and we think that um, consolidation around this level is likely um, in the, the short to medium term. And then, Yana, the mining and manufacturing production data for June, that was released yesterday. And what does that data tell us about the prospects for second quarter GDP? So, Sakina, the mining and manufacturing sectors both um, saw contraction on a year-on-year basis in June. Mining output fell by 0.8% and manufacturing uh, production fell by 2.3%. Um, if we look at how both these sectors have been performing since the start of the year, um, mining has done uh, slightly better than manufacturing, or not slightly, it's done actually um, significantly better than manufacturing because year-to-date output is in fact up by 5.1% and it seems as though the recovery in commodity prices has provided some support here. In terms of the quarter-on-quarter performance for the mining sector, um, the sector managed to expand again um, in the second quarter even though the expansion was slightly softer than it was in the first quarter, it expanded by 0.6% um, in Q2 versus 3.2% in Q1. And what this is telling us is that um, mining possibly made a positive contribution, contribution to GDP in the second quarter, although not as robust a, a contribution as we did see in the first quarter. Moving on to manufacturing, and, and um, if we look at the year-on-year performance there, it's, it's very discouraging. Um, production is down quite significantly by 1.7% since the start of the year. Um, and we saw output contracting for three consecutive months on a year-on-year basis. But if we do look at the quarter-on-quarter performance, um, the sector did manage to, to post an increase of 1.5% in the second quarter after it contracted 0.7% in the first quarter. Now, this means that while manufacturing detracted from GDP in the first quarter, it possibly made a positive contribution in the second quarter. And um, considering that both mining and manufacturing uh, potentially provided support to overall output um, in the economy in the second quarter, there is a likelihood that South Africa possibly um, emerged from recession um, in the second quarter. That being said, um, we must consider the fact that this second quarter number will be calculated off a very low base. We had two quarters of of economic growth contraction, um, and therefore it doesn't mean that the South African economy is just out of of the woods just yet and that that we have entered a, a boom period in terms of economic activity.
And then, Yana, the main event on the radar today is, of course, the credit rating review update from Moody's. So are you expecting another downgrade? Uh, Sakina, not expecting another downgrade today. Um, you know, the last time that Moody's delivered a credit rating update on South Africa was quite recent on June the 9th. And we think that um, the agency won't take any action today. Um, they'll probably provide some guidance on the outlook on South Africa's credit dynamics and stress the importance of the upcoming medium-term budget in October. Um, now, maybe just worth a mention is that um, Moody's rates South Africa at BAA3 uh, on both the on both South Africa's local and foreign exchange credit rating, and this is one notch above um, sub-investment grade or, you know, one notch above the so-called drunk status. Now, the reason why it's important to note this is that um, the, the credit rating on South Africa's local debt from both Moody's and S&P needs to be investment grade in order for South Africa to remain within um, Citibank's World Government Bond Index. Now, the reason why it's important to try and stay um, in that World Government Bond Index is because of various institutional investors, um, it's a prerequisite for them in order to be able to invest um, into a country's bond market for them to be included in that um, government bond index. Now, if S&P and Moody's both downgrade South Africa's local um, debt rating by one notch, um, then South Africa will be removed from this, um, world, this uh, Citibank World Government Bond Index, and that will no doubt have ramifications for the local bond market and knock-on effects on the RAND, of course, um, you know, as, as it will possibly trigger quite a significant outflow from South Africa's bond market. Now, that having been said, um, we are of the view that even though we, we, we do see a very real risk of South Africa um, getting kicked out or, or getting removed from this rugby through the course of the next, um, say, six to 12 months, um, the effect on, on the local bonds, even though we will see a, you know, a negative effect, it might not be as severe as many expect it to be, given that the market has, have amp has had ample time to price in the risk related to such an event. Um, so while it might not have such a, a detrimental effect immediately, it nevertheless, it highlights, you know, it's the urgent need for South Africa to, to see um, widespread economic policy and fiscal reform. You know, um, just because South Africa gets downgraded to sub-investment grade, it doesn't mean that, that uh, we can just sit back and, and sit back and relax. It, it means that we it's even more urgent for us to take steps needed um, to, to kickstart the economy, to boost government revenues, to create jobs, um, and just to, to get South Africa out of this, this economic rut that we're stuck in at present. So um, just tying this all back to what we expect for today, we don't think another negative credit rating action will come from Moody's, but um, possibly uh, South Africa will get downgraded to junk status by Moody's further down the line. Ooh. Okay, let's hope for a good weekend at least. Jana, you have a good one. Thank you so much. Uh, Jana van Diefenter is Head of Real-Time Research at ETM Analytics.